Welcome to the Bippity Boppity Bankrolls podcast. My name is Alexis Boyette, and I am a motivational speaker, business strategist, and former nationwide CEO. I am here to help you uplevel your mindset, your magic, and your money through personal evolution and intuitive alignment. So if you are looking to live a happier, more abundant, more fulfilled life, you are in the right place. My goal in this podcast is to inspire you to transcend your limitations and become the next best version of yourself. I know you will get so much value from this podcast, so thank you for pushing play today. Now let's dive in. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Bippity Boppity Bankrolls podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about creating your recruitment strategy for the year of 2024. Now, the reason that I want to talk about this today is because many times we aren't constantly hiring for our businesses. You know, we may have a surplus of performers and we don't have enough work for them, or we don't hire more performers until we really, really need them. And I just want to go over why having a 2024 recruitment strategy is so important for your growth and for your sales. And the reason for that is every single person who is a part of your business is responsible for marketing your business. So the more people that work for your company, the more marketing, the more word of mouth you're going to have. And I know too often we don't teach our performers how to market our business. We don't teach them how to promote us or how to promote themselves. And this is going to be something that I'm going to be teaching you in my upcoming course that is going to be available not only to you, but to all of your performers. So you're going to purchase this course once. This is a five-day course, and I'm going to be going over how to not only be a great performer for a character entertainment company, but how to be a great independent contractor, how to negotiate pay, how to market the business, how to market your skills, and how to be a good team member. And these are things that, you know, you can't learn just whenever you're mastering how to be a character. You actually need to learn how to be an independent contractor. And many performers have never been independent contractors before. They've never been with an agency. So they have no idea how to behave. They have no idea how to engage with clients when they're at a party and how to promote your business to the people at that party other than outside of performing, they have no idea how to market your business when they're not on duty to, in order to boost their bookings and help you boost your business and to be a part of that team. And so, yes, we can have these little get togethers with our team. We can, you know, be friends with our team members. We can do, you know, these little meetups for our performers and talk about the business. But at the end of the day, we need to be giving them tools we need to be giving them strategy and we need to teach them how to implement this, these new tools and the strategy. So this is what we're going to be covering in this new course. Like I said, you buy it once and then you can give it to all of your performers. It's going to be incredible. DM me if you have any questions. I'm currently working on this course. I'm really excited about it because I know it's something that is so valuable and so important for us to have as agents and as character entertainment specialists who have teams. So Back to what we're talking about today, <laughs> building your recruitment strategy for 2024. Like I mentioned before, everyone that is involved in your business is essentially an extension of your brand and essentially responsible for assisting you with marketing. So the bigger your performance team, the more marketing you're going to have. Not only that, but the more opportunity to get more bookings. So you want to have as big of a performance team as you possibly can. And that means that you should always be hiring, 
always be hiring. And this is something that I teach my students in the school. You need to have, and in the VIP club, you need to have bippity or not bippity <laughs> business cards that allow you to just hand them out to people. And, and I give you this in the VIP club, I give you the templates to where it has a QR code that goes to your application page, your virtual application page, which is a three-step process. It has information about your business. It has an ethics form. It has an independent contractor form, as well as a regular application. Gives them more insight as to what it would be like working for you, working with you. And then once they complete the application process, then you can move them towards the training process if you choose to accept them as an independent contractor. All of this should be virtual. If you do not currently have a virtual application and training page, then you are wasting precious time that you could be spending growing your business. So when you have this QR code, it's going to attach to your application page. You're going to have this QR code on a business card. Now, this is the biggest mistake that I see children's party entertainment companies owners make whenever they're posting hiring. They're always talking about what they want and what they're looking for. You see a hiring flyer with some pretty princesses on it or, you know, a children's party entertainment company that's hiring performers. You're always talking about what age they need to be. Who they, you know, they must look like the characters. They must fit into this dress size, you know, and they must be good with kids. They must be stingers. You're always talking about what you're looking for, which is going to lead to less applications. You need to be talking about what you can give to a potential applicant. What is in it for them? Is this going to be a fun work environment? Is it going to be flexible hours? Is how, what, you know, how much are they going to be getting paid? Are they going to be able to set their own rates? What can they expect from this experience? Remember that when you are making a hiring business card or a hiring flyer, and you're either passing it out in person to the barista that served you at Starbucks or, you know, you are putting it on a drama theater bulletin board, wherever you are putting your, your application process. And I don't recommend running ads for this. Please don't do that. Don't waste your money. You know, there's so many better ways to be able to get, get people to want to work for your team. And I say this as someone who had over a hundred independent contractors working for her over 100. Needless to say, I did not know every single one of them by name. Okay. Over 100 people worked for me. And the reason that I was able to get so many people working for me is because I was constantly talking about what was in it for them. The perks of the job. You can always put your requirements in the application process. You don't need to put it in the flyer for hiring. People want to know what's in it for them. Remember that you are selling to your performers the same as you would be selling to your clients, what's in it for them, not how great you are, not how great your business is, not, you know, what your requirements are, what you need. You don't do that whenever you're reaching out to clients. You're not like, oh, I need a client that, you know, is easy to work with and, you know, makes this amount of money and is willing to invest into me this way and has this kind of family. You're not doing that. So why would you be doing that in your hiring process? Like I said, List your needs and your requirements in the actual application form, but do not put it on your advertising business cards or your flyers for new hires. Another note that I want to say is, like I said, always be hiring. So if you go to Starbucks, if you go to Target, if you go to a restaurant, if you're at the mall, I don't care where you are, you should always, if you see someone that looks like, oh, they might be a great character, or you see someone engaging with kids, anything, 
you just see someone and you get a feeling that person might be a good performer, you hand them a business card. You say, hi, my name is Alexis and I own Bippity Bobbity Bankrolls. And on the business card, you make it magical. You make it beautiful. Like I said, I already provide you with the template. You make it like desirable You ha- and you hand it to them. You say, you know, there's this really great job opportunity to be a performer with my company. I think that you might be great because of X, Y, Z, you're beautiful, whatever it is you want to give them a compliment about. Please, you know, go to this QR code and fill out an application. We would love to have you join our team and make some extra money, you know, for you. And they will love that. They will be so grateful because you've given them a compliment. They're going to be flattered that you considered them. And the majority of the time, the people that work at Target, restaurants, the mall, Starbucks, usually they want some other streams of income. Not only that, but if you can allow them to be a part of a company, where there are growth opportunities, where you genuinely care about their hopes and dreams and you invest back into them. And this, these are some things, like I said, we, we go into in the VIP club and we're going to go into further in depth over the year. How can you let your performers be a part of your business? How can you let them feel heard and valued? What sort of dreams or aspirations do they have outside of working for your company? And how can you help them reach those goals? It's so important to connect with our performers and to really get to know them and let them get to know us because as someone who employed a massive amount of independent contractors, I can tell you that that was my shortcoming. That was something that I really failed at once I expanded nationwide. And I have no problem in saying that there are plenty of things that I failed at as a company owner. And that's why I'm so passionate about teaching my students to not make the same mistakes that I made because some of the lessons that we learn that are the most difficult, the most heart-wrenching and the most difficult to swallow and to grow with are, you know, the mistakes, you know, you don't really learn much from your successes, but you learn a lot from your mistakes. And I made a lot of mistakes. And one of my biggest mistakes was that I didn't get to know my performers you know, when I had my one location in Hawaii and I only had 10 performers, it was easy. When I had a hundred performers and I was traveling the world and working remotely and my only face-to-face contact they had was with my managers, it was difficult because I was basically just this person in the sky. You know, I was corporate. I was someone that they didn't really care about, someone that they didn't really know. And so when things happened poorly with my management staff for whatever reason, you know, those performers didn't know me. They didn't know my heart, you know, they didn't trust me. And so therefore they really didn't get to be able to, I didn't give them the opportunity to understand that I genuinely cared about them because I never really showed it because I didn't know them because I didn't put any effort in because I was overwhelmed with running a nationwide company. And it was basically just me and my managers. And so when I did have those unfortunate experiences, of my managers basically pulling a Brutus on me and stabbing me in the back for whatever personal reasons they had. And I'm not here to, I'm not here to validate or invalidate anybody else's experience. You know, everybody has their own experience with you. You could be a hero in someone's story and you could be a villain in another. All I can say is I always did my best to be the best leader that I could be with the information that I had at the time. It was not easy. It was a lot of pressure. When you are the owner of a nationwide company, you have a lot of performers relying on you and a lot of managers relying on you. Everything's your fault. 
and it's a lot to take on. And we all make mistakes. Sometimes we don't verbalize or communicate in the way that we would be most proud to communicate in. And, you know, unfortunately, we learn a lot of hard lessons that way. I've had great managers that, you know, we're still friends to this day. They come on all the Bippity retreats. Hayden, she's amazing. I'm sure you'll meet her. I've had other branch managers that went on. I inspired them to become coaches and consultants themselves and inspired them to be entrepreneurs. And then I had other uh, managers that stabbed me in the back and started their own companies and still have nothing nice to say to me about or nothing nice to say about me to this day that I don't communicate with at all. I had a wide variety of experiences as a company owner, but something that I wish that I would have done more of is get to know my performers and to take more time in figuring out how I could help them and how I could help them be better performers for my company, not only with their performing skills, but as entrepreneurs and as contractors. So this is one of my really big missions with moving forward with Bippity. And this is what's something that I really want you to take away from today's podcast is, first of all, make sure that you are getting to know your team. Make sure that you're always hiring, you know, and that you're constantly building a team that you're proud of. Don't be afraid to have 20, 30, 40 performers on your roster, but be afraid of not putting in the time to get to know them. And if you think that you can't, you can. We can all make time for what we want to make time for. And we can do it in very specific ways. And it doesn't have to be something where we're constantly checking in with everybody. You know, it could just be something where we check in with them when we need to and, and they feel comfortable enough to be able to come to us. And I think that's the most important aspect of being a leader is making sure that your team feels comfortable enough to come to you. And that's not going to be said for everyone because some people will not come to you. You know, I, I had managers that didn't come to me at all, lied to me. They didn't communicate with me and they went you know, and posted a bunch of horrendous things in Facebook groups and lied about me and, you know, twisted the experience and they never communicated any of this with me, anything, you know, I find the people that have talked the most crap about me never actually spoke to me. Or when I did try to communicate with them and, and talk with them about emotions and feelings and, you know, how they felt and how I could improve as a leader, they, they wouldn't. And, I did always try and be there for my branch managers and I always tried to show them how much I cared about them and I offered percentages of my company to them in exchange for all their hard work and I did my best, like I said, to be the best leader that I could be at the time. But it was really important that when, even though I put myself out there and I created these connections, that I didn't internalize their aggressive behavior or their negative behavior or their accusations towards me. I didn't internalize their attacks. I didn't internalize them going to the Facebook groups and just, you know, defaming me and trying to turn people against me because at the end of the day, I would never do that to someone. Even if I had a bad experience with someone, I wouldn't go into a Facebook group trying to get people to, you know, create a campaign. I wouldn't try to cancel them. I wouldn't try to create a community that was against them because that's not who I am as a person, because I'm a very understanding and compassionate person who always thinks there's a solution and believes in communication. And so I would never do that. So there's no point in me trying to wrap my brain around making sense of why somebody else would do something. And it's also not my responsibility to take on the thoughts, feelings, and accusations of other people. You know, I, I respect that everybody has their own experience and I respect that not everybody's going to like me, but I own my mistakes and 
I do my best to move forward from those mistakes and to learn from them and to become a better leader because of it. And I hope that I inspire you to do the same, to not only not be afraid of rejection and people not liking you, but to also know that it's only your responsibility to do your best that you can as a leader, to do your best that you can to get to know your performers and to not just treat them like they're just, you know, workers or employees. It's important that you make time to get to know people and to understand, you know, it's okay if some people don't like you. It's okay if some people turn on you, but as long as you do your part as a leader and you make an effort to build your teams, to get to know your teams and to capitalize on their strengths and to help them improve their weaknesses, that's all you can do. At the end of the day, some people are going to have bad experiences with you and that's okay. It's okay because other people are going to have great experiences with you. You're going to inspire many, but with the, the brighter light that you shine, the more shadows you cast and step into that. Always be hiring, always be improving your performance team. Don't be afraid of having too many performers. Just remember that the most important thing that you can do is put the time and energy and the effort into making sure that every person on your team feels seen, understood, and valued. So always be hiring. Make sure that you lead with value first, that you make people want to join your team by talking about the value of working for your company. Get to know everyone and be comfortable with being uncomfortable. I know that you are going to do so great this year. I don't want you to be afraid of expanding your team. I want you to know that you've got this, you can do this, and you will learn so many invaluable lessons this year that will help you to become a better leader the same way that my lessons helped me to become a better leader. So thank you for tuning in today. Happy new year, and I'll see you soon. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you loved what you heard, be sure to share it with me by visiting me on Instagram at bippityboppitybankrolls or visit me on my website at bippityboppitybankrolls.com. I love and I adore you and I can't wait to connect with you on the next episode. Have a magical day.